Hey, Christine. Hey, Selena. What's happening? You've been gone for a whole week. I have. I was in Southern California and it was a really, really great trip. The first part of my trip, I was with my friend Amber Baker and I did some coaching with her and her team, her staff, and for two days. And that was intense. Yeah. But I mean, we weren't intense. It was intense. Yeah. Ah, that was funny. Whatever. That was terrible. Okay. So. Um, but yeah, it was really good. And I get to meet with our executive team and just share some insights and they were very appreciative and I love that. Aww. And then the organization that I work with, the Slingshot Group, where I do searches mm-hmm. and coaching and consulting with, they bring in all of their, um, associates of so 65 of us, I believe it was from all over the country. We get together and kind of a retreat, working retreat, fun. We did a scavenger hunt. I posted about it. Yeah, in, you did. In our uh, Live Your Freaking Life Facebook group. Um, the It's an app and it was so fun. And I I like to win. Did you know that about me? <laughs> Listen, yes. <laughs> like, I don't know if I like playing games with you. I think people saw a side of me. And, and actually they said that they were like, oh my gosh, like, I will pretty much do anything uh-huh. to win. I mean, not anything, but you know what I mean. Like, but, but pretty close. Yeah. I was sweating after, and it was like a picture scavenger hunt. Like, yeah. you take a picture, you have to find this, whatever. I was, I cheat. One of the, the um, challenges was to find a couple that have been married and take a picture of them who have been married 40 years or more. Okay. So I saw this couple that it looked like they were pulling out of the parking lot and come to find out they were pulling in and I'm running after them because oh, I thought they were leaving Lord. and then all of a sudden like Christine slow your roll they're gonna think you're gonna try to ha- car carjack that yeah car right um and so but it was just they were really really sweet they've been married 52 years and so definitely like I love that I just love talking to strangers yeah. I'm a weirdo um yeah so it was really really so so good and we were at a hotel right on the beach and spent some time on the beach and then the last day I hung out with my friend Amber and it it was it was really really good oh a good trip that's awesome yes yay yeah yay yeah yeah my weekend yeah my weekend was good we went to Hershey Park Dark Nights on Ah. Saturday so they have like a whole new Halloween thing going on at Hershey this year and it's supposed to be scary now is it actually scary? I don't know. They have I don't know. They have four haunted houses. And listen, I am not a haunted house person at all. Mm-hmm. I do not like that. I don't like yeah. horror movies. I don't like being scared. Like Me neither. I, I just don't. But my daughter and her friend Ella were with us. And then my son and his girlfriend came down for the weekend. And so this was the thing they wanted to do. Plus, they really, really just wanted to listen to me scream <laughs> in a haunted house. That would be fun. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was like what they were aiming for. So we did them. Mm. I did three out of the four only because we ran out of time and I was starting to hurt. Like, mm-hmm. it, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But yeah, yeah I was I was reaching my limit of what I could and could not do. Mm. But it was fun. Yes, the people scared me and I screamed a few times, but it was all jump scares. Like mm. it wasn't like I was genuinely scared. Although that's not true. I was genuinely scared of the impending jump scares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that feeling. That's I hate it. 
worse than the actual scare itself. Oh the anticipation gosh. of the scare. <laughs> yes. Yes. It was, yeah, whatever. Aww. But we had a really fun night. We did. We had good. a good time. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Fun night and afternoon. It was crazy packed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. So yes, we are out there yeah. living our freaking fall, doing the fun fall things. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do love fall with the exception of one thing. Tell me. And I think this is more prevalent in the Northeast region, but with fall comes cooler weather and a change in, I don't know, like barometric humidity, all of the things. And I feel it. And for people that have pain in their bodies for, for me, it's autoimmune reasons for you. It's this crazy. Who even knows what it is. Yeah. Thing in your spine. And, um, yeah, like I, I was so happy. You texted me last night and you said, are you excited? Are you happy to be home? And I was like, yes, (laughs) except for the fact that I am in so much pain. Yeah. And like, this is a, this is a pain that, so for those of you don't know, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis over 17 years ago. And I've been working with a couple of different doctors, functional medicine doctor, going back for my follow-up to the chiropractor this afternoon to start treatment with the chiropractor. Um, and I'm on this crazy diet called AIP, autoimmune protocol diet. And while my digestive system is much better mm-hmm. um, and like all of those kind of issues are gone as a result of this diet, um, my, as I decrease my pain medications, which is steroids, right? Yeah. Prednisone. Um, my pain all of a sudden went from totally manageable to holy crap, I don't think I can do this Yeah, kind of pain where it's back to where it was 17 years ago yeah. where I can't open a water bottle. I can't, right? Like I had yeah. to use my teeth to open like the toothpaste thing this morning and, wow. and things like that. And so, um, yeah. So um, I, I said to you when I walked in today, I'm finding it very difficult um, because I am a poly positive mm-hmm. and I'm a seven on the Enneagram, which means oh, yeah. I spin everything and I'm having a really hard time um, putting a spin on this because pain is pain. Yes. Right. And when you're, yep. pain, when you're in pain and literally I have pain from my neck, back of my head down to my toes. Oh my goodness. And, um, and so it makes you tired. It makes yeah. you sluggish. It makes you like, just, I just want to get back in a really hot, like I want to get yeah. in a cocoon and, and I don't know, go to sleep, but interesting. Cause we almost actually considered not recording. Yeah, we did. We did today. And I appreciate you so much, like giving me that out, but I thought, you know what? No, because everybody has pain. Yeah. And when I found out that today was um, a worldwide mental health awareness day, I was like, you know what? It's, it's, I'm on the struggle bus. And that episode that we did. Yeah. The struggle bus episode resonated. Yeah. It really did. So I thought you and I are not the only people with an increase in pain. Gosh, no. Or, and again, maybe it's not physical pain, but we all go through things where we feel like we're making progress. Right. And then we hit a wall. Yep. And it's like what the what or we hit a wall 
so hard, it knocks us back a few feet. And yeah. that's what's so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I, as you were talking about it, I was thinking about, you know, people with any kind of chronic pain understand this, but it's really hard if you've never had that. And for years that was me, right. I did not understand it. Right. Um, but there is a threshold of pain where you go from, you know, if you have chronic pain, you always have some pain somewhere yes. and you can kind of function and move through that. Yeah. But there also is a level of pain where it comes to a point where the pain is so much that that's it. You can't think about anything else. You can't, there's no ignoring it. And so that, and that threshold is where, you know, we go from functional and I can still smile Yes. to I am not functional and I am not smiling. Yeah. And it's so funny that you say that because I had a rough, I had a rough week with pain last week Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I knew I was fighting a flare up. I knew it. Uh, it was my rainy hands too, hurt. rainy and chilly. Is oh my like gosh. The worst combination. My hands and my, and they're even a little swollen today as I look at them now, but my hands, my wrists, my forearms were, it's so painful. I could feel the nerve pain shooting. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just excruciating. I was having a hard time holding books. Yeah. Like any, or holding my phone. Dear yeah. Lord. I'm, uh, I'm Loopy, like- let me tell you, if you have problems with your hands, um, loopy phone cases are godsend oh. because they have this loop on the back and you can adjust how thick it is and you can just stick a finger in there and I, I don't that. have to hold it. Okay. I don't have to grip the phone at all. I can stick a finger or if I need more support, I can stick two fingers through the loop mm-hmm. and it's very, very secure. And I'm not having to hold it. Where'd you get that? So it's online L O O P Y loopy. And they have a bunch of different cases, a bunch of different loops. They have fun ones. This one goes in the dark. Um, but yeah, so that, that was a help, but, mm. but yeah, I had a rough week last week. I spent a couple of days on heating pad last week and then Saturday. Yeah. We went to Hershey park and it was a blast, but mm. it was also very cold Saturday mm-hmm. evening. Now very cold. I mean, for this time of year yeah. here in the Northeast, I think we got, down, we got down to the thirties Wow, um, really? Saturday night. Yeah, we did. Huh. It was crazy, but I, you know, where I went to Disney and would walk 10, 12 miles a day yeah. and stand in line for rides. And it was no big deal at Hershey. It was a very big deal. Yeah. Um, the other night where I was just in so much pain. I finally, there were a couple of lines. I said to Frank, I just can't, mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta sit down. I, I will catch up with you, but I can't do yeah. anymore. And that's why I didn't make it to the last haunted house when we were there because mm-hmm. it just wasn't going to happen. And it was enough for me to be able to walk from where we were back to the car. Mm. And then I knew yesterday, so this is, this is where that whole spoon theory comes into play, right? Yeah. Spoon theory where you, you look at it, if you have chronic pain or something, you know, like fibromyalgia, things like that, you, you look at your energy and units of spoons and you only have so many spoons a day mm-hmm. and certain activities take a certain number of spoons to complete. Yeah. And when you're out, you're out. Yeah. So yesterday I had said to Frank, I know I, I'm, I'm going to make lunch because my son's girlfriend and her dad were here and they were going to get ready to go. So I'm going to clean up and I'm going to make a nice soup and we'll have bread and all that fun stuff. And after they left, I said to him, I don't think, I, I think today I can make it, but I can't clean it up. Mm. I just can't. Like, I don't, I don't have it. Yeah. And spent the rest of the day on the heating pad. And it's so hard to do it's so hard to not pull from tomorrow's spoons Mm -hmm. because I started cleaning everything up and Frank came in and was like what are you doing yeah stop Mm -hmm. go 
sit down. You cannot be doing this. Right. So yeah, I, I feel you with that temperature change. I think it just makes such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It was hot in, in Southern California. Um, which was very interesting because yeah. So I did feel better. Yeah. And then I didn't feel great. Just being honest, like I really didn't feel great, but I also like had a couple of because of the food choices that I yeah, I don't want to say I was forced to make. I could have not eaten. Um, but <laughs> that that's not really a choice. Best. Yeah. I just <laughs> I think I realized that, you know, it doesn't matter. But the point is that I did feel so much better and literally got yeah. off the plane and I was like woke up yesterday morning because I got in at like two AM. Mm-hmm. on Sunday night Saturday night so technically Sunday morning and woke up in the morning and I was just like oh and then today so much worse yeah. so yeah and I think I I think one of the things you and I have both learned that doesn't come natural is that self-compassion oh my gosh yeah part right yeah it's I'm like, not sure who that comes naturally for yeah though, but it is very difficult yeah yeah so just be able to say you know what today sucks doesn't mean I'm not grateful to be alive. It doesn't mean I'm not grateful yeah. for my family and like all of the things, which is helpful. Like as the, that was for kind sure. of an exercise I did this morning. I was like, okay, this sucks. And what else is yeah. true, right? Like, cause two things can be true at the same time. We say Absolutely. that all the time. I can be in an, in an enormous amount of physical pain and just want to crawl back into bed and put the covers over my head. And love my family and be appreciative of my family and my friends and yep. like all of the things the roof over my head all of the things um but then there's that toxic positivity that we oh, talked about my. before yeah. right where I have to catch myself because there's there's self-compassion but the other choice for me I think has always been instead of going to self-compassion I go to toxic positivity yeah now I'm not feeling this. I feel great. Everything's wonderful. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. When you are denying something, the reality of something, or you are spinning something. Yeah. Like, let me put a spin on this. The odds are good that you are in toxic positivity. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a reason it's toxic. Exactly. Exactly. It's toxic Gosh. because we're not allowing what is happening inside of us, whether it's physical or mental, emotional pain, Mm -hmm. we are not allowing it to pass through. Mm. Toxic positivity puts a lid on that, which is hurting us and stuffs it. Yes. And it literally ekes into our systems. Yeah. It's, it's horrible what it does to us. Yeah. And so I know, you know, that was one of the hardest things I think for me when, when I was first um, diagnosed with TOS and, and at partic- I'm just going to say it, particularly in the church at that time, I really struggled with, you know, people praying for me and convinced they were convinced I was going to be healed, which like, thanks for that. Uh, but we'll see. And I, people would come up to me in the grocery store at Target. I mean, oh, and church too, but how are you doing? Are you better? Mm. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. And it was so hard for me because I'm not going to tell them what they want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a form of forced. It's almost like you forced... feel like you're disappointing them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't want to disappoint them and say oh, that my I gosh. feel like garbage. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's it's a form of forced toxic positivity. Yeah. It really, really is. Yeah. And so that was really difficult because I, I won't lie. Yeah. I just won't do it. Right. And so 
that was hard. Mm. I, I can remember going through some stuff and I had a friend who would text me like every day, is it better yet? Yeah. Is it better yet? Is it better yet? Yep. Listen, at that point, it's not because they want it to be better for me. It's yeah. because they need it to be better for them mm. because our pain and discomfort makes other people uncomfortable. It's so true. And that's where we need to practice empathy Yeah, and sitting with someone in their pain in that moment, mm-hmm. not trying to make it better, not trying to, to rush the process for them because right. it does not work. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with if you have a friend that is not good at sitting with you in the pain and feels like they or always has, you know, come up with an answer or tell you how you should be feeling or count your blessings or whatever. There is, I shouldn't even say, it, it is good for you to say, you know what I need right now? I just need you to sit with me. Yes. I know this is uncomfortable and I know you want to fix my husband this morning when he was walking, watching me try to walk around and so much pain and he was just like, I can't stand to see you like this anymore. Yeah. And, but you know, and so, um, it's hard. Oh my gosh. It's really, really hard. But what I said to him was, Jim, I appreciate that, but I need you to like, bear with me. And I have a doctor's appointment in two days where I'm going to find out a little bit more and then we'll go from there. Cause he's yeah. like, go back to the full amount of the, the prednisone that you used to take and do all these, make these yeah. things. I'm like, just hang tight with me for a couple of days. And so, um, but yeah, for people who are very driven and very independent yes. and, you know, like I'm a badass, I get shit done. Like yep. get out of my way to, when you can't do that, to not be able to do that is really, 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 really hard. And so practicing self-compassion, it's, it goes back to that whole like self-awareness piece. Like, of course I'm in physical pain. Yes. I'm tired. All right. I've not been in as much pain for this long. And then it's a, oh, well. Of course you don't feel like doing anything. Of course you don't, right? Like, yeah. of course you don't feel like yeah. making dinner for your son and his girlfriend tonight and you're going to go out to eat. Like, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And then it's also just that that final, what is it? Self-awareness, self-compassion, self-care. and then self-care. And that self-care of being able to say, okay, I... In light of this, mm-hmm. what, do what do I, I need? need? What do I need right now? Yes. Yeah. In light of this, what do I need? Yeah. yeah. I think what's really important is to not fight mm. that, you know, I'm a badass and now I can't do anything. Right. Because when we fight it, we double the pain. So true. We double the pain mm. when we fight it. Because here's what's happening. When you identify as I'm a badass and I get shit done mm-hmm. and then you can't get shit done. It's not just a physical pain you're dealing with. You are dealing with an attack on your identity. Yeah. Yeah. And that is sometimes worse. Right. Oftentimes, I think probably worse than the physical pain. I deal with that a lot. Mm-hmm. I do not like that. Yeah. Right. It's it's not just physical pain. It's an attack on our identity. Mm-hmm. And when we fight that, mm-hmm. it just continues and makes it worse. Yeah. And Again, going back again, two things can be true at the same time, right? I'm a badass. I get shit done and And. I'm really in pain today and I need a break. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think sometimes we, I, I'll speak for myself, but I've spoken to a lot of you who are listening and and Selena, you too, like 
sometimes it's hard to talk about. Oh yeah. Pain, right? Because it feels like if I tell you that I am in pain physically or mentally, whatever it is, struggling with anxiety, struggling with depression, whatever it is, um, I feel weak. Mm. And again, it's, it's vulnerable. Weak. It's the identity. Well, here's piece. the thing. Here's the thing. It's what it actually is, is vulnerable. Yeah. And a lot of times we equate vulnerable with weak. Yes. Yeah. And I read this uh, quote today. I heard this quote today. Um, said, it is being honest about my pain that makes me invincible. Mm. And I was like, oh, because part of me was like, I wanted to just say to you today, like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not feeling so great. And I'm, you know, a little jet lag or whatever. So let's just not record. And then there, then I was just like, no, because that's not, I'm not being honest. Right. And then I thought one step further is talk about it. Let's talk about it because we know we're not the only ones that are dealing with physical, like I said, or mental pain or because of circumstances in life. And so it isn't being honest about our pain that makes us invincible. But I, I, I also want to put out there though, you would still have been being honest about your pain to say, I can't do this today. Yes, for sure. Pushing through does not make you honest about it. Exactly. And that's, but for me, it was the decision of when we did that, did that episode a couple months back and it was called the struggle bus. Riding the struggle bus. People reached out and said, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like you don't have it all together. (laughs) You have bad days, right? Like, yeah. Um, and so that's why, that's why I felt like, no, I want to, I knew that it wasn't going to hurt me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Come here and record the podcast. I mean, I was it not was, any more than you already well, were. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, and laying still sitting down and laying still is not helpful for me. I need to move and yeah. I'll feel better. Like it'll get a little bit better throughout the day, but, um, but yeah, for me, it was like one of those, no, I need to talk about this. And share, especially when I found that it was Mental Health Awareness Day, mm. um, because again, pain is pain is pain. Yes, and some of it's physical, some of it's not. But we need to talk about our pain because when we isolate ourselves, that's when we lose hope. That's when we begin to fall into despair. Yeah. Um, I know one of the things that you, you and I, you had reached out to me and we were like last week when we were talking about what we were going to talk about today, and you sent me an article that you read regarding a term called languishing yes yeah and I thought well that was also no mistake like this is a perfect day to talk about that because in the mental health world or in positive psychology right there's like there's a there's a is it a continuum what's the yeah word I'm so there's for? like mental health is on a continuum right yeah. and so the concept of languishing you know positive psychology picks up at zero Right. So if you're looking at mental health as a continuum, zero is right in the middle and there's negative degrees of mental illness. Mm-hmm. And then there's positive degrees of mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Right. And so languishing is going to be at zero. Yeah. Right. It's the absence of mental illness, but not the presence, not the, yeah, of flourishing, flourishing or mental well-being yeah. and health. Yeah. It's right there in the middle. In fact, one of the best words to describe languishing is meh mm-hmm. meh yeah now you're in pain I'm I'm in pain not as bad as you today which I'm so sorry like that's just that sucks okay. 
Um, so pain is not mental illness. Right. <laughs> right. But I wouldn't say I'm on top of the world today. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm somewhere closer to meh today and you're probably right around meh oh, yeah. today. And that is what languishing is. Mm. It's that feeling of stuckness, of stagnation. Yeah. I am not showing up in the world the way I want to, yeah. either because I can't yeah. or I won't or, you know, any combination of that, that is languishing. Yeah. I wanted to walk in your house today. Frank was here too. And you guys were like, Hey, and I wanted to be like, Hey, I oh know. my gosh, I just had the best trip. And I did. And I just, you know, I just got back from Southern California, it took like right? A solid minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> before. I, I, I was just like, <laughs> guys. And then even after I explained what was going on in my body, I said these words to you out loud because what was happening in my head was say, you're sorry. So if you're Ugh, being a ridiculous. Debbie Downer, please say you're sorry. Like you need to say you're sorry because you just brought the temperature of the room down, right? Like you just suck the life right out of the room. Say you're sorry. And so I said to you, I'm tempted. I feel like I need to say that I'm sorry for just like blah, mm -hmm. being meh or, or worse. And, but I'm not going to say I'm sorry because yeah. you love me. You're my friend yep. and my friends. And so I, this is just me today. This, yeah. is, this is how I'm feeling today. Yeah. And I appreciated that so much. And I think it's awesome to have a word for that meh. Yeah. Right. It's I mean, meh. meh is a good one, but languishing, when you think about that is like, wow, that's a, when you can, we've talked about this before, when you can name your emotions. Oh my gosh. It's vital. Ugh. It's vital. It's so vital. In fact, I was listening to a podcast with the man who wrote the article on languishing that article by the way came out i believe in the new york times um mm -hmm. about eight or nine months into COVID. yeah and so it was right around this time where we're all like shoot this has not gone away yet yeah um and a lot of the world was languishing yeah. just felt stuck just felt meh and, and he said in the podcast, you know, he's like, when people would ask me how I was doing, if I was doing well and said, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. He's like, it was almost like an insult to them. Mm. Like, excuse me, mm. what? Ex like, because there was this global sense of languishing. Yeah. So yeah, it was really interesting, but I almost, I want to say something too. You, had you said, I'm sorry to us in that moment mm -hmm. when sharing your pain mm -hmm. that would have implied that you weren't showing up the way you we wanted you to mm. yeah and that's not what we want yeah because here's the thing I I, I hope this is true of most people but I don't want a friend who's fake with me right I don't want a friend who lies to me even if it's lying about the fact that they don't feel good. Yeah. I don't want that. That's not genuine. That's not a friendship that's ever going to go real deep. I think that's part of my codependence, mm. right? That I'm really, I'm, I'm working through since I was a teenager, right? Like just trying to figure out how to growing up with an alcoholic mother and all of the things that go with that and the childhood that I had. I was very, very codependent. Yeah. And I'm still working on that. That is kind of my default is to everybody else around me. They have to be happy, even yeah. if it's the expense of myself. Yep. 
And yeah. And so that is, that's interesting. That's a really um, powerful observation because I've grown a lot. And even through like this last round of therapy that I did, like I was able to say, "Woo, okay, this is when this really shows up. But interesting that that creeps in even with a little thing, which isn't really a little thing. Yeah. You just minimize it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not, it's a big deal because I, I have to be true to like to show up whole. Yes. Um, yes. Sometimes that means I don't show up positive. I don't show up like, you know, yeah, poly positive. And it's sunshine and rainbows. Right. Yeah. It's again, I listen, the writers of the theme song of the facts of life knew what they were saying. You take the good, good, you take take the the bad, bad, you take take them both, both, and there you have the facts facts of life. And if you didn't sing that in your head when we said it, we can't be friends. We should have sung it. That would have been a blessing and a curse. I'm not sure we should have. Yeah. So but yeah. So okay. So here's here's what we can do to go from languishing Mm -hmm. to flourishing. There's a couple of things. One is name it, name your emotion. Naming it is empowering. Mm. Naming it actually is the first step toward healing. Yeah. Is the first step toward growth, being able to name it. It's vital. Yeah. You know, and just the word languishing was huge for people. Yes. During the pandemic. I remember when that article came out. And the world kind of exploded with like, oh my gosh, that's it. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm feeling. Because I'm not depressed. Right. But I'm also not at my peak. I'm not like, woo, flourishing. It, it, exactly. That life is amazing. We're it's just somewhere in between. Somewhere. And then that judgment of, why can't I? Yep. Why can't I just yeah, get, you know, why do I just keep feeling meh? Yeah. 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 And so a couple of things we can do to get out of that beyond naming it. Um, is also find something that can put you into a flow state. Yes. Talk about flow. State. Flow is huge for languishing. Mm-hmm. Flow state is that, I, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but it's that state of being where like you're one with the ball, right? You get so absorbed yeah. in an activity that you lose all sense of self and space and time. Yeah. Right. You just kind of get absorbed in it. And listen, it doesn't have to be something like meaningful or important, right? You know, you can, video games are huge for people with flow, huge. Mm -hmm. I remember when our kids were little and like, oh my gosh, it was like this big thing, like kids with this video game are wetting themselves because they're forgetting to stop and go to the bathroom. It was like this huge, like you're killing your kids if you get them this video game. Mm. And when I look at it now, knowing what I know about flow, it's it, the, the issue isn't like you're killing your kids, casting some spell on them. Mm-hmm. What it is, is they're getting into this state of flow yeah. so deeply that they're not even aware of their bodily sensations. And that is a part of flow. You are not aware of it. Like they, they'll often say, what could you do for hours and forget to eat? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so, and again, can be simple things. Oh my gosh. For me, when I used to do a crossword puzzle with my dad, time just, I mean, cause they're not easy, right? But time would just go by. All of a sudden I was like, we just had lunch and now, oh crap. Like it's dinner time. Yeah. 
And like, so it can be simple. Can be like simple. That, What do you do where it time flies? You don't even realize it went by and you lose yourself in it. Yes. Yep. Uh, when we play, um, for me anyway, particularly card games mm, with yes. Frank and the kids, I will lose, I mean, three hours will go by. Yes. I'll blink and it's three hours Poker. Later. It's poker for me, poker. guys. Yeah. The other, <laughs> the other thing for me Mommy. is reading. Mm. So particularly fiction, I can get in a flow state reading fiction mm-hmm. where like last week, let me tell you something. I read a book last week in under 24 hours. Oh dear God. Because it was so good. Wow. It was so gripping that I blinked and saw that it was quarter to one in the morning. Wow. And I had been reading all evening. Oh. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go to sleep. Mm. But I didn't even notice I was tired. Yeah. Because I just was in it. Yeah. You know, so whatever that is for you, find something with flow. And if you have a hard time figuring out what that is, think about what you did when you were a kid. Yes that you loved to do again for hours on end flew by. for me this is really silly but I would make mud pies like after it rained mm-hmm. I would sit outside and I would make mud pies and this won't surprise you and then I would set up a shop store, of course you and sold I would them. sell my mud yes. pies right like and but again like just making like sand castles in the sand like things like that um so that helped me to figure out what would I love to do now? And one of the things I love to do is pottery. Yeah. Give me a ball of clay and a wheel and let me make something out of nothing. Like that is one of the most, I would say when I think about like times in my life, you know, when I feel Mm -hmm. the, I feel flow that, or I'm in the flow. How do you say it? What's the best way to say that? I don't know. Just get me in a flow. It's that. Um, also speaking, Yes. In front of groups of people, yep. coaching, Same. like I just you lose, blink yeah, and it's over. It's like, oh my gosh, that happened at the church that I was doing some coaching at, at the beginning of the week, um, where it was like all of a sudden, holy cow! It was three o'clock in the afternoon. We started in the morning. We took a small. Someone brought food in, and it was just like ah. But it felt so good because it yeah. was something meaningful. Again, well, it can be hobby. Okay, or stop be, right there. Yeah. Because another thing that is mentioned that is good for getting us out of that state of languishing is meaning, mm-hmm. meaning. And what they talked about meaning and mattering. Yeah. And what they talked about was that meaning and mattering is often that I matter to somebody else. Yeah. And so they talk about this idea of needing something that somebody is depending on you for. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and it could be the simplest thing. Yeah. Like somebody's expecting me to text them today. Somebody's mm-hmm. expecting me to make dinner tonight. But I, I often see, you know, we see these empty nesters fall into this state of languishing yes. because they don't feel needed <gasps> anymore. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Yeah. They don't feel needed anymore. And so find a way to be needed, even if it's volunteering somewhere mm-hmm. or, you know, just whatever, like it's a coffee date. They're expecting me to show up. Um, but that is vital. Well, we talked about this before. I think we have talked about it on the podcast where I said to my husband, cause now we've been empty nesters for over a year, like well over a year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, I think I understand why people get into gardening when they become empty nesters. Cause I've, I've yes. like, here's so many people like in their fifties and sixties, yes. they love and so I said, as Jim, I was like, I think it's because now like 
my plants are my babies. Yes. Like they need me to keep, literally need me to keep them alive. And so I, and my mom, I was with my mom and my godmother for lunch yesterday. And my mom said the same thing. She has these plants and she's trying to figure out where to, you know, it's going to be frost soon. And so I've got to bring them into the house and yep. like keep them alive. She's like, these are my babies. And I yeah. was like, I'm not crazy. There yeah, is something no. to this. We are created to be needed. Yeah. We, that is something that and to make a difference. us. Yeah. Yeah. So it can be plants. It can be people. Like what, it could what be is pets it for you? And you end up with three dogs. Yeah. So there's well, that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So there's that, but yeah. yeah. So that, that was, that was another big one. And the final one was mindful, mm. mindfulness, mm. mindfulness. Now I, listen, I don't think this is, at least it's not for me. This is not bright siding it. Okay. But I have noticed that if there is any gift to come from any kind of physical pain, in my experience, it is mindfulness because I have no choice Mm -hmm. but to be in the present Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I can't escape what I'm feeling in this moment Yeah, when I'm in physical pain. Right. And so it makes me very mindful of the moment. Now I can be very mindful of the moment and and get in a negative downward spiral. And and that would be completely understandable when you are in physical pain. But I think that just the act of, you know, whether it goes positive or negative, just the act of it bringing you into the present mm-hmm. makes it easier for me to be mindful when I'm not in pain, mm. because it's just something that's almost kind of ingrained now. Yeah. And so sure. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another thing that's really interesting is when I think about flow, I think about my time in therapy. Mm. as well um time just flies by yeah because you're talking to somebody who gets you yeah you're talking to somebody who only has your best interest at heart they don't have an agenda except to be a safe space for you and to help you move from whether it's depression or languishing or wherever you are on the mental health continuum time goes by so quickly yeah and it's like well wait ah we were like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like we were just getting somewhere and or we got somewhere and now I want more of that and so um I don't know I just feel like yeah it, 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 saying that is important because some people I know that some people that are listening to this podcast um maybe have thought about getting therapy right like going to mm. a therapist and again, maybe because it feels like the weak thing to do, or it feels like it's too vulnerable to do, or maybe too expensive to do. Like, wait, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot, lot of factors. Yes. Yes. And I understand it and I get that, but I will tell you that it is so worth it. Whatever the sacrifices, whatever the fears are, like, yeah, it's so worth it to face those fears and to overcome and to move forward and move closer to that can move in the way of the continuum, right? Moving closer and closer and closer to flourishing. You can't do it alone. No. Oh gosh. No, no. In fact, one of like the father of, of positive psychology is Martin Seligman. Mm -hmm. The second guy is Chris Peterson, I believe is his name. And he said, I can sum up positive psychology in one sentence. Other people matter. Mm. This is, we can't do it alone. Yeah. 
We can't do it alone. It doesn't mean we need to do it with a whole group of people necessarily, but right. we do need someone. Yes. We do need someone. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are in pain this week, just know that we see you. Yeah. We feel you because we are there too. And yeah, the only way out is through Mm. and do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself in light of where I am today, in light of how I feel today, Mm -hmm. what do I need? Because it is never wrong, never Mm -hmm. wrong to ask for what you need. When you just said those words, the way out is through. I hope that that doesn't like just, those aren't words, but just words, you know what I mean? That you hear, but actually that sink deep into your, yeah your soul, because I think we live so in a society where it feels like the way out is in it's, it is to stuff, to ignore, to or push down or the feeling, quick fix. right. Or the quick or or self-medicate. <laughs> right? Like all of those things yeah. as, but the most effective thing we can do. And the only thing that works is to, to go through it. Yeah. Right. To feel those emotions from start to finish, to process with somebody that can, that can really help. Yeah. Um, let the suck suck. Yes. That's what I always say. Let the suck suck. Because it's not going to suck forever. No, no not gonna suck forever it's not this is temporary yep as pretty much everything is exactly (laughs) and that's a great reminder because sometimes it does feel like this is is forever forever. yeah when you talked about naming your feelings the the word that popped into my head immediately was today I feel defeated yeah I had a you know a few weeks ago two months ago had so much hope I felt empowered I felt all these things I'm taking my health into my own hands today I choose health and that's still true today. Today I choose health. But what's not true today is I don't feel empowered. I yeah. don't feel hopeful. I feel defeated. But I also know that that's today. Yeah. And what I feel today isn't necessarily what I'm going to feel tomorrow. Maybe probably, maybe tomorrow, right? But maybe not. So it's just that reminder of, okay, so what can I, what do I need today? Yeah. And some of us need some serious serious Mm self-compassion be kind to yourself I'm gonna say it be your own best friend what would you say to your best friend if they told you they were feeling again whether physically or mentally right feeling the way that you feel yep say that to yourself be a good friend to yourself and if you hear yourself (laughs) you know saying when you hear your inner voice in these moments I would encourage you to question it Mm. Would I say that to my friend? Mm. Would I say that to my loved one? And if the answer is no, then don't say it to yourself. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And maybe you're in a place right now where you're listening to us and you're like, I actually feel great. Like I'm flourishing. Life is awesome. I feel great. All of these things. And I think the question I would ask of you is, who can you be there for? Yeah. Right. Listen, notice this either is helping you as the person at ground zero, Mm -hmm. or it is helping you with the other relationships in your life. Yeah. Because we need to know how to be better with people in their pain. Yes. We need to know how to do that because we're not good at it. Yeah. In general. One of the biggest things I think we do is we 
run from people. Oh heck yeah, we do. We disappear because it's 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 awkward. It's here, hard. It's here, uncomfortable. Let me, yeah, let me give you a sentence that really helps this, right? Listen, I don't know what to say. Yep. Write it down. I don't know what to say when somebody is experiencing a pain that you want to run from yeah. <laughs> that you don't know how to handle. Mm -hmm. You can say, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I say to myself when I feel like running and avoiding again, cause I'm a seven. And so that's really like, I want to yeah. avoid pain at all costs, mine or yours, like just yep. change the subject. Don't or good. Like let, if I just ignore you for a while, whatever, which is, again, something I'm now aware of and I have self-compassion and I'm working toward, you know, mm -hmm. I'm working on changing that. But I say to myself, Christine, embrace the awkward. Yeah. Just show up or yep. just pick up the phone and say, I don't know what to say. This sucks. Yeah. I don't know what to say, but what, like, you don't even need other, a butt. No. You don't even need a butt. Well, you're absolutely right. But, it, no. and, um, it made me think of something you said earlier. The question to ask yourself is what do I need right now? Mm -hmm. Right. There's nothing wrong with asking somebody that is struggling. What do you need right now? Yeah. Right. Like what? And yeah. And just, I think be careful to not for those who just be words, Hey, I'm praying for you. Hey, you know, like T's and P's thoughts and prayers, T's and P's. Yeah. yeah stop no, it. No, actually I don't figure out, it. ask God, what do you want me to do exactly. about this? What can I do? Ask the person. And most times people will say, I'm good. No, nothing. Sometimes they tell you, right? Yeah. But sometimes they don't. So then just show up, do something. Do anything. Yeah. Say, I would rather you say nothing yeah. and do anything. Yeah. Here's a good example. You just said to me earlier, uh, do you have a heating pad at home? And I was like, actually I have this like the bean thing that you can put in the microwave blah, blah blah and and then you said well don't you have an electric one and I was like I do but it is like really 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 old mm -hmm. and you literally said to me I'm going to the store tonight I'm going can I please pick you up a heating pad and my first reaction oh, I know. was you like, were like no I'm fine I can get my own oh, heating pad yeah I'll you do what I have. Like, oh no my heating pad's probably fine it's I'm like fine. yeah but it's probably not yeah. so I'm not going to yeah. ask. I'm just, yeah. So, yeah, but that's a perfect example. And it might feel like a little thing, bringing someone flowers, leaving something at their doorstep, baking them a cake or whatever, and show, just showing up and like that act of kindness because it's so rare. Yeah. Right. And it's unexpected means the world to somebody. So right now I would encourage you to think about this. Think of, right now, who comes to mind? You think about somebody who is struggling either with physical pain, mental pain, they're in this languishing, you know, they're just kind of meh and put that person in your mind right now. Who is it? Name them, see them. And now ask yourself this question. What can I do to make their day? Yep. What can I do to make their day just a little bit better? Yes. Yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be hard. No, mm, no, we can do this. Yes. Hmm. All right, friend. This was good. Um, this was good. I'm glad that we, uh, I actually literally do feel better. I'm sure you do. I can see it from this. Yep. Yes. So I'm glad. I'm glad that, uh, I'm, I'm thankful for the space that you held for me to not yeah. show up, but I'm also thankful that we decided to have this vulnerable conversation and, uh, yeah, now yeah, I'm thinking about good. who's my person because now the focus is off of me. Yeah, and which on somebody is else. Always helpful. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
always. We love you guys. We're so thankful that you've listened. We can't wait to see you again next week. We will see you next week. Bye.